0: Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Emotional support groups play a critical role in creating community. Moncton community reporter Natalie Fougere has some experience with a emotional support group and wants to share it with you. Hey, good morning, Natalie. Good
1: morning, Dave.
0: Natalie, this is obviously something that is really important for for anybody. Uh, getting emotional support is critical. But why? what motivated you to join this particular group?
1: Actually, it's that a few of my friends were part of that group. And at first, I thought, oh, I don't think that it's something that I could really benefit from or that I would need and the more that I was finding out about the group and then I went to a couple of activities that non-members could be part of and then I was strongly encouraged to be part of the group and it's uh, one of the best decisions that I, I've ever made.
0: Natalie, understanding there's probably a little bit of privacy here based on like the nature of how of how people are interacting, what are some of the activities that, that, that bring people together because it sounds like it's more than just like a, a discussion circle.
1: Oh it's uh, it's definitely more than that it's um it's an activity center, so there's a lot of different activities that we uh, hold. There's a bingo that goes on every week, so people have the chance to play. I have the chance to bring my braille card, so it's uh, he makes it very accessible for me. Uh, the director, that's very uh, very kind of him to let me do that. Uh, there's also different restaurant outings. There's also like different games within the group, and that support is there if people need to talk, they can call him like a uh, during the day when he's there in the afternoons like the group so great support is uh, given by him but also amongst us and it builds great friendships i made great friends through that group as well
0: natalie uh, this particular group has been in existence for over four decades why do you think they're they're able to have this incredible longevity
1: yes it's been going on for 37 years actually this year uh, the reason why i think it's so long lasting is that um the director is has such great uh, organization and like uh, like everything is is very well organized and it's a very positive, super positive environment, so people go there, can forget, their tr- we can forget about all of our trouble and just have a good time and just laugh and, and have fun with everybody.
0: Yeah, I love that. Okay, I'm going to give the phone number here for someone who's in the Moncton area who perhaps wants to get involved here, or maybe even call and, and learn a little bit about what they do if they want to start one in their neck of the woods. So, the phone number on this one is five zero six eight five seven one three four oh that's five zero six eight five seven one three four oh okay that's emotional support people getting together doing activities there's another kind of activity on the radar here the Moncton sea cats they're a blind hockey program and they're going to be offering some sessions coming up natalie what are the opportunities available here for someone who might want to get on the ice and uh, do a little twirl
1: Yes, so this uh, particular event has been a partnership between the the Sea Cats, which is the uh, blind hockey team that's going on uh, in Moncton, and uh, there's also a partnership with the Moncton Wildcats and Pear New Brunswick, and it's an event uh, where people have the chance to learn like a few a few skills, no matter how basic it is. That just want to try out how is blind hockey, even if people just want to be in the eye on the ice for a few minutes. To, to get a feeling of how it is to skate. It can be uh, like as beginning stages or people that just want to know what it's about. And uh, this event is a great event. It's coming up this coming uh, Monday, the, um, the 29th actually, and it's at the uh, Avenir Center here in Moncton.
0: Natalie, it's. Uh, I played a lot of hockey when I was a kid. And as an adult, I took up coaching kids hockey, which I really loved. But in the last couple of years, I've put on a little bit of weight. I've sprained my ankles. I've hurt my knees. I've hurt my hips. I've hurt my back. I'm an old guy, Natalie. I'm falling apart over here. But uh, I think if I got back on skates, my ACL might explode. But what are the odds we can get you on the ice next Monday?
1: So I'm not exactly sure if I'm going to be able to make it uh, this coming Monday, but I have gone on the ice a few times when they had regular practices in Dieppe at the Olympic uh, um, Uh, arena so i had the chance i was at the very beginning stages i I felt like i was in kindergarten (laughs) still hanging on to the 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 side but and and me too i'm not the person that's the most in shape but i actually really did enjoy it i had a good time because i could go as slow as i as i needed and it was it was a great time so it's strongly encouraged for people that want to try it out
0: I'm going to give the phone number here for folks to uh, learn more about this Try It session, but also just to maybe get in touch with the Moncton Seacats to uh, learn a little bit more about what they do. 506 506- 5883386 that's 5065883386 and definitely big shout out to uh, all those uh, blind hockey programs running across the country uh, there's been a ton of growth in the sport and that's a huge testament to the national program and the local programs really really cool and uh, always looking for new folks to get involved all right natalie let's end this on a laugh The Hubcap Comedy Festival is making its way back to Moncton, so uh, what's on offer here? What, What shows are you going to attend?
1: Well, I plan on attending a couple of uh, French shows that are going on uh, tomorrow and Saturday. Tomorrow, it's uh, called rendez de la Francophonie, so it's the uh, francophone. Uh, um, uh, it's a uh, very nice uh, mix, and Rachid Badouri is the main uh, comedian that's playing over there. Saturday night, I'm going to see uh, Luc Leblanc, which is uh, one of our well, local comedians, but that, did, that made it very big uh, within the province and also even uh, beyond. And then next Saturday, uh, the 3rd, I'm going to go see Nikki Payne, uh, which is a very well-known comedian uh, as well. So it's, it has a great mix of different shows. So I'm really looking forward to seeing these.
0: Natalie, in the last segment, I was talking to community reporter uh, Nathan Clements in Vancouver, and, and he and I were sort of kicking around the idea that this time of year is a little bit tough because there's not a lot to look forward to. You know, in the summertime, there's a million things going on. It's so fantastic that there's a comedy fest coming your way at the end of January, early February. It's just something to put on the calendar, you know?
1: It definitely is. It's definitely a yearly tradition for me. I always try to catch at least one show because for for me, laughter is one of the best medicines, and it's definitely a pick-me-up for this time of year.
0: 100%. Okay, I've got some more details here. January 24th to February 3rd, multiple venues across the Moncton area. I'm going to share the email address here for uh, folks to learn more. Info at hubcap.com. ComedyFestival.ca info at hubcapcomedyfestival.ca well natalie it sounds like you've got a busy calendar i'll let you get back to it always nice talking to you
1: Good to talk to you, all of you, as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's Natalie Fougere, community reporter in Moncton, New Brunswick. In one minute, Laura Bain has the latest news from the entertainment world. But first, boat manufacturers are trying to figure out how to go greener. Mike Dubusky floats by with another edition of Tech Trends on ABC News Tech Trends. The annual boat show has anchored itself in New York City, and while there are some electric boats on the show floor, it's a far cry from the onslaught of EVs that have populated auto shows in recent years. Electric and water is a challenging mix. Frank Hugelmeyer is the president of the National Marine Manufacturers Association. He says it's common for boats to be in operation for 30 or more years at a time. If you've got 12 million boats around the country, it's going to take many years for that fleet to change over. And so really, how do you address the the footprint of the fleet? That's why sustainable fuels that mix traditional gasoline with greener alternatives are getting more attention, but it's not one size fits all. Electric does have a use and it will be one of the best paths. Hybrid is another uh, path. Hydrogen is emerging and you're seeing new innovations in that area. With tech trends, I'm Mike Dubusky, ABC News. Thanks very much, Mike. Every single year, Mike Dubusky does a tech trends actually does a couple from the international boats show in new york city i think mike the likes boats I'm i'm gonna put that together and speaking of boats lawrence gunther is going to stop by on tuesday to talk about the toronto international boat show so boats 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 for uh those of you who liked how i met your mother you'll get that joke for those of you who didn't watch the show But what are you doing? Go watch it. Not right now. Finish watching Now with Dave Brown first. But later today, go watch How I Met Your Mother. It's awesome. Let's bring in Laura Bain to talk about something in the world of entertainment. And Laura, fans of Jon Stewart are going to be delighted to find out that he's coming back to The Daily Show, at least a little bit.
2: Yeah, that's right. So he's going to be returning to host on Monday nights, which is apparently the most watched night for the show, starting on February 12th and running up until after the November U.S. Uh, Election. So he's also going to be working as an executive producer on the show, and that's going to last until at least 2025. So for the remaining nights Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, the Daily Show is going to continue to use guest hosts, which is what it's been doing for the last year and a little bit since Trevor Noah left. Um, So just something I kind of want to mention here. Now, the president and CEO of Paramount uh, Media Networks called Jon Stewart the voice of our generation, kind of speaking about this decision to. To bring him back. I don't I don't know what you think about that, like the (laughs) voice of our generation. Now I'm I don't currently watch the daily show or like any late like night TV for that matter. I'm I'm long in bed, but there was a time when I used to watch the daily show and it was during Jon Stewart's kind of run. I mean, it was hard to miss him. He was on there for like 15, 16 years. But I feel a little bit conflicted. I feel like he was a great host at that time. I'm just not sure kind of how fresh. He is now, and I'm also sort of thinking, oh, is that what late-night TV needs, more older white male <laughs> perspective? I don't, I don't know. Just me. Okay, but.
0: okay, okay. You're putting me in a bad spot with that setup. I, you're putting me in a really bad spot with that setup. Uh, have you followed his career at all since he left The Daily Show? Did you watch his Apple TV Plus <laughs> show at all? Oh, no, the internet. Did your did your internet go down? Are we Are we dealing with internet issues? Laura, talk to me. Please tell me you're still there.
2: Well, I can hear I can hear you, but on my end, you're cutting in a note a little oh, bit. Oh, dear.
0: You, oh, dear. We're having another <laughs> issues Am I today. clear on your end? I'm, I'm, you're, you're coming in a little intermittent here, but if you can't hear me, then it's going to make it very difficult to have a conversation. So I'm going to answer Laura's question here about how I feel about John Stewart coming back and whether or not he's the voice of a generation. If you have followed the work that he's done for the better part of three years with his Apple TV Plus show, he's... Been really doing the accountability thing like he's so good at asking accountable questions to powerful people while still being funny I I think that he is a true artist in the way he does that I am not comfortable saying that he's the voice of the generation but I do think that he's someone who has given a lot of perspective perspective and has talked about the realities of the world that we live in, uh, in a very understanding, empathetic way. I also believe that through his work when he was on The Daily Show that ended up being a continuity with Trevor Noah, they've platformed a lot of of comedy and perspective that isn't just white males. So I I, I think that, yes, the premise of, like, do we just need more white males coming back and taking over powerful positions on TV? I mean, it's a bad spot to be in to kind of answer that question, but I think someone like Jon Stewart has earned the opportunity to come back and share his perspective on what is a very important year in American politics.